Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, Steeler Nation. You are listening to 15 Minutes with Matt. Happy hump day, everybody. It is Wednesday, the middle of the week, and I hope everything is going spectacular for y'all so far. I'm Mackenzie Miller from SteelerNation.com. Thank you all for being here with me this morning. Now, let's just dive right into things. Let's talk about our lovely offensive line. I had mentioned earlier in the week talked about Dan Moore Jr. switching over from left tackle to right tackle. But now, let's kind of dive into another part of our O-line, right? Let's talk about maybe one player in particular who is also learning, well, not learning, but relearning kind of how to play center in the NFL. And I am talking about the one and only Kendrick Green. If you guys don't remember, we drafted Kendrick Green from the University of Illinois in the third round, and we drafted him to be Marquise Pouncey's successor, even giving him the number 53. How about that? Green was practically thrown into the trenches. He had only started in five games in college at center and he played at guard every other snap so coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers he kind of had to relearn basically how to play center at a higher level now some can say it was a little unfair for the Steelers to kind of place him into this position immediately on the Ramon Foster show he said how it was pretty much intended for him to start in this job right away. And it ended up being that the team added Mason Cole and free agency. So going into the next season, Green was battling for a starting position at a guard spot now. Now that the team had Mason Cole... Green was able to go back to where he played the majority of his college career. But now, he is back at center for the start of this 2023 season. And he admitted he wasn't the biggest fan of this position in 2021. He had told the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's Ray Fittipaldo that if that's where the team wants him, then that's where he'll play. And why do I like this? I like this because we've seen a pattern in the guys that I've talked about, the guys that are doing good things, right? They're team players. I I gain a little, I gain a lot of respect for him for saying this. He says, that's what the coaches want me to do, so that's what I'm doing. 
and that's what I have to do to be on the team. He wants to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, right there. He said he will do anything to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, meaning he will play wherever the coaches want him to play. And I admire that. I really do. It's it's not it's not easy. I can't say I know for myself what it's like to be a football player, obviously. But I know in general what it's like to maybe switch events. I had it happen to me in college myself. When the coach is like, hey, you're not a sprinter anymore. You're doing, you're doing mid-distance. So I can't imagine what he's going through, going back and forth between positions. But his attitude is spot on, right? You don't want anybody with a negative attitude on your team, especially somebody who is an asset, a team player with great work ethic. And now he has kind of a mentor to look up to in Mason Cole. You know, it's easy to sit back and get frustrated, right? But it's another thing to, you know, accept things for what they are and be willing to learn and grow and improve every day, right? That's what's going to make us better better players at the end of the day. And Mason Cole talked a little bit about Green. And after, you know, learning more about Green himself, Cole said that he himself had to spend time on the bench to learn from the veterans. He had to learn how they prepare for games, how they take care of their bodies. There's something to always learn. And no matter where you are in in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, there's always something to learn from the older guys. And especially when it comes to their attitude, I know if you see positive positivity, it's contagious, right? So is negativity. The more you can have positivity surrounding your organization, it will make it'll make the atmosphere so much better to be around, right? So I I love that Green has coal and you know, it seems like things are in a good good place right now. I'm optimistic. I don't know what y'all think, but I think this is pretty pretty cool thing to see consistently people not pouting, you know, being optimistic, right? So yeah, I love this. Okay, well I'm not gonna lie though, I am interested to see how things go on the defensive side of things. And I am talking about our cornerbacks. One in particular Levi Wallace. So, signed with the Steelers in 2022. So, the veteran cornerback came over from the Buffalo Bills. And, y'all, he's been he's been pretty gnarly in his career so far, okay? People, I guess, have been hating on him. Calling him an average player. From the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Brian Batko had a weekly chat with his readers and people have been saying that they're not too fond of him, of Wallace. So, Badco came and said, he is, dare I say, solid when the ball comes his way. Dude has 11 picks over the last four years. Also one of the nicest, coolest guys in the locker room. So, This is interesting because 
Levi Wallace is now two more guys, two more new guys that the Steelers drafted that the Steelers are definitely investing their time in, right? So you kind of think, okay, is this mean, does this mean that there is now a clock on Levi Wallace's playing time? Because we all know Joey Porter Jr. is going to get playing time. It's a matter of when, right? So if Joey Porter Jr. continues to develop and grow into the corner that they believe he's going to be, then that could possibly, you know, switch things around and maybe stir up the pot a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. This is just speculation right now. We're just speculating. So it's curious to see what will end up, right? Wallace, his place in playing the rotation depends on when Joey Porter Jr. is ready. And this is what Ray Fittipato said from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, saying, I think Wallace is a good player. I just don't think he's going to be long-term starter here in Pittsburgh because they got Porter with the 32nd overall pick. Wow. Okay, so this 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 makes things a little bit more juicy, y'all. I, 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 I understand right now, from my understanding, they have been using Patrick Peterson in the slot corner role. So that would mean that Wallace and Porter would become the outside corners. We don't know anything, y'all. We don't know. Maybe, maybe Peterson won't be in the slot corner role. I, I don't know. But things are definitely interesting, and I definitely want to keep an eye on Levi Wallace. He is a very good player, but there is no guarantee into what his future looks like in Pittsburgh. So I guess dude needs a, another solid season to kind of up his stock, right? And that's what we're seeing players do right now in OTAs. Show off what they got, because you got to do it now if you want to get a shot at being a starter or even in the rotation. Alright, it's time for who disrespected the Steelers today. <laughs> it seems like, honestly, every day there are more things coming out from people who think they know how to rank players, specifically the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? So I guess Sports Illustrated came out with their rankings of their top 10 best defensive linemen, addressers in the entire NFL. You know, if you think about it, you would think that, you know, TJ Watt, Aaron Darnold, Miles Garrett would probably be in the top five. But, you know, no, TJ Watt didn't even make the top five. But you want to know who did? No disrespect to this guy, Micah Parsons. I love him. He's a Nittany Lion. I love him. But how can you rank Micah Parsons ahead of... Of the 2022 Defensive Player of the Year. With the guy who's tied the leagues for most sacks. Are you freaking kidding me? Is this a load of garbage or what? I know rankings don't mean anything. But it's just like the respect aspect of it that we're not really getting. Like these players deserve a little bit more respect. Right? Well you would think so. You would think so after everything that TJ's done and how dominant he is. I mean, not to say that none of the other players in the top five aren't dominant, but come on, y'all. I'm tired of this 
bull crap. But whatever. Next season, like I say, we just show them what we got, who we are, and they will learn who we are. So, well, that is it for me this morning, my friends. I hope you all have a lovely rest of your hump day. I will see y'all tomorrow morning. You can join me in the over 400,000 Steelers fans nationwide by following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Steeler Nation. Bye, y'all.